Today, as I said, we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, and the Feast of Christ the King is the great termination of the, of the liturgical year. After we've had made the long journey from the beginning of Advent one year ago, um, we have made the journey through experiencing our longing and our waiting for God through his birth and his coming into the world in the wonder of the Incarnation, through his public life, which we, which we meditated upon in ordinary time, and his passion, death, and resurrection, which we meditated upon during Lent and the Triduum and Easter. And then, finally, in the final period of ordinary time, reading the many Gospels of Jesus' public ministry in the world, and now we come and we conclude by recognizing and acknowledge, acknowledging him as universal king. It's beautiful that at this moment we also celebrate the uh, enrollment of our catechumens in the Book of Life. Um, as you saw at the end of our rite, each one of them put their, their signature into that book, uh, into that book which is the the, the, the list, the listing of the catechumens of the church. And um, through that, they will eventually be presented to the bishop and they will um, be received by him. And here on Easter night, they will re be received into the Catholic Church through their baptism. This is an acknowledgement. The catechumens are always a sign for us that Jesus is living among us. Because if the, if the catechumens can meet him, so much to be persuaded to become his followers today, it's a great sign to us that Jesus is alive and present and working among us. That in our community, in our faith, God reveals himself to those who pay attention to it and they come to know him and love him and stand with us together as witnesses of his presence. So this is the first word I'd like to say because since time is running on, I want to say four great words. So the first is Christ is king and he, his kingship is, is, is symbolized and recognized in this uh, profession of the desire to become his disciples that the catechumens just said in our presence today. The second thing I'd like to comment on for a moment is the beginning of the three-year process of Eucharistic revival that the bishops of the United States have uh, planned for the church in this country. Um, the Eucharist um, is the food of love. Shakespeare famously said, if music be the food of love, play on. Give me excess of it. Well, music isn't the food of love although music comes close, and in fact the Eucharist is always set and surrounded by our singing. But the true food of love is the Eucharist, and we do want, we do dearly want excess of it. We want Jesus, we want the food of love. Love is what the world waits for. Love is God himself. Love is Jesus who has come into the world. Love is the universal king who has showed himself the only one who can speak the words that we would like to hear. And they're exemplified and typified for us today in the words that Jesus speaks from his throne 
because in the gospel we saw Jesus on his throne speaking the words of his victory. The throne of Jesus is his cross. And from there he says the words that each one of us wants to hear. And that is, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me. Today you will be with me. This, these are the words for which the human heart desires. This is what the human heart is waiting for. And that presence of Jesus with us has its sacramental heart in the Eucharist upon which we feed and which then generates in us all that life through the power of God's grace that generates us in us all of that life that makes our community a sign of his presence, so much so that our catechumens can recognize him, uh, see him alive in our community and desire to follow him just as the disciples did 2,000 years ago. This is the life of the Eucharist and this is the life that we want to explore. This three-year process is a process in which we want to uh, reflect ever more deeply on the, on, the, on, the, on the presence of Christ in the world and, in the, uh, uh, and on the method that Christ uses to continue always that presence and to win continually to himself new uh, disciples, new people, a new people who will believe in him. Let us ask uh, that he might attract us also to himself. And then finally, I'd like to speak for a brief moment about our stewardship of treasure. Our stewardship of treasure is the final stage of this stewardship renewal, which, we've been which we have engaged on, uh, upon uh, in these last couple of months, preparing ourselves um, to, to truly surrender ourselves to Christ, to recognize him truly as king, truly as sovereign, truly as sovereign as the one who, who, the one who is over everything. It is only in the sovereignty of Christ that we are free. I don't know if you noticed, there is what could appear as a contradiction in the opening prayer of today's Mass, in which we pray that under his sovereignty, under his kingship, we may be truly free. But there's no contradiction there. And this is what the Christian life shows us, that there's only one possibility for our freedom, and that is our belonging to Christ. And my friends, you and I know well that unless these things come down to our pocketbook too, it can so, so easily just be a way of, 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 of putting on some sort of an act. We need to be church builders. We need to be those who go out and preach Christ to all nations. We need to be the, 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 the ones who's, who's, to whom the church belongs. You know, many people celebrated that the Second Vatican Council, the term the people of God, became the, 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 the way of the church. And that, um, and that we are the church. There's even songs that say, we are the church, we are the church. And we are the church. The stewardship of our treasure is a way in which we very concretely express and live out the fact that the church is ours. The church is ours. You know, if you, one of the things I sometimes do uh, reflecting on the world is I think, where, 
where does the marble go today, right? Where does the marble go today? Well, if you go back a couple of hundred years, you'll find that all the places, all the marble goes to the churches, go to Europe, go to the East Coast, where our church was born. Even go down to our cathedral, uh, which was one of the earliest churches built uh, in, our, in our city. And you'll find there's where the marble is. There's where the high roofs are. There's where the atria that go right up to the sky are. That's where people put their, that's where people put their wealth. Then you might go forward a little bit. And you might say, well, you know, if you go to the city today, you might find the, the marble goes to the banks. You know, I don't know if you've ever walked into a, a bank in New York City and the, 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 the the, the atrium is like three stories high and all the pillars are covered in marble. That's where the marble goes today. The marble goes today. Another place where the marble goes is to our hospitals, right? Even just go up to Good Sam here again, you go in the door and the, the, the atrium is three stories high and all of the floors and surfaces uh, are covered in marble. Um, it's just kind of a game, but it does show us, it does show us something that I think is very important. You know, this church here in which we worship today is made of uh, steel studs and sheetrock and, uh, you know, um, pine, pine wood. There's not much marble here. Thanks to Father Emanuele and his desire, we now, I don't know if you noticed, but now we we replace the wooden top of the altar with marble, right? One little sign, one little sign of the treasure uh, that we have here. So, you know, in every generation, the church builds the sort of house for itself that it wants. And I don't mean here, uh, firstly, or, or, or even mostly, I don't mean the building itself. I mean the, 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 the presence the presence of Christ in the world. When the church thinks, when, when we, the people of God, thinks that the church is one of the most um, important things in our world, is the most important institution in our society, then it gets honored and adorned and made beautiful and its life becomes rich and it has many programs and it sustains much charity and love and it becomes a center of life. If instead we think that all the other things are more important, then they're the things that get the marble, as I say. And the church becomes, you know, a kind of a sideline institution. You know, when we decide what to do about our stewardship of treasure, we make that decision. We make that decision. We decide what sort of a church it is we want. Are we okay? with what we have, or do we want to raise the banner of Christ, King of the universe? Do we want to raise his banner higher by a greater, more intense, more full life of the church, and maybe even a more beautiful uh, or a more adorned place in which we can meet with him as a sign uh, that, that, that he is precious to us, that his world, uh, and that his place is precious to us. The challenge that the church makes to the people of God is to tithe a tenth of our income. And as we have always proposed here at Nativity, 
And as the Catholic Church has always proposed in its stewardship proposal, that is a 5% for your parish church where the community of Christ meets and is gathered and generates life. And another 5% then to give to whatever other charities you support, have supported and desire to support. It's a big challenge, but we heard in the witnesses last weekend that it is not unfruitful. Indeed, that it is abundantly fruitful in the lives who are able to, for those who are able to embrace this proposal. Um, but each one of us has to um, respond as we know how. Above all, we need not just to think this doesn't apply to us. In the Old Testament, they used to say, you shall not come before the Lord empty-handed. We shouldn't come before the Lord empty-handed. We should come making some contribution of our life uh, to the building of his kingdom on earth, to the building of a place where the world can learn and understand a different way of thinking, a different set of priorities, a priority that starts with God and his blessings upon the world and continues uh, down through all of the uh, life and the forms of our society. So I invite you, the cards are here. Uh, you have the cards in the pews. I invite you to take the tithing card and we'll do the exercise again that we've done on the other days of inviting you to take out those cards. And if you would like to make your pledge here and now, you can do that. Um, if you need time to deliberate or you want to go home and consider, please be sure, just do not leave this aside. Do not count it as something that doesn't involve me. My friends, we are all his. We just saw the seriousness with which our catechumens uh, are turning their gaze towards Christ and desiring to walk towards him. We're already his. We already belong to him. His name is already sculpted on our souls. Let us build his kingdom. Let us acknowledge him as our king. Let us um, affirm that belonging by being among those who build his kingdom. By the part we t of our wealth that we take to build his kingdom, we signify the fact that everything that we do is ultimately to build his kingdom. Because we, we can't distinguish between what you do in church and what you do in your holy life of your family and your place in society. But by the use of this part to build his place here in our community, we can signify that uh, we are his and it is his kingdom that is at the heart of all that we do and say and live. I'll give you a couple of minutes to fill out those forms if you want. I please ask you, if you don't do it today, please go online and do it where this, this, this um, pledge uh, is available online or take the card home, consider it and bring it back next week um, so that we here um, can build his kingdom and make his, the sign and the action of his presence ever more visible.